The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. I want a fucking queen by my side that stands in her power. She can be very feminine. She can cut my balls off if I'm not in alignment. I can surrender and I can also be my masculine. We want to be together is so key for me. In the past, it will be I fucking need someone because I'm lonely. And now it's I deeply yearn in the deepest part of my heart to have someone share this life with. And in the past, I would need to fix something in myself before I would do that. And I don't need that anymore. It's a wonderful chaos Beautifully random Messy and glorious Solo or tandem We work to find rest And fight to find peace Both head and the heart Like What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn Is the less that you know Where the wounded are healers And the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos And we like it that way It's a wonderful chaos Hello, you may notice that we don't have Bombos Dimitriou next to me at this moment because he's the guest on today's show. Yes, let's put him in a place where he's not used to be. Yes, he's not used to be. He actually, well, first let's introduce the show and then we'll talk about him behind his back. So Bombos Charles Dimitriou is going to be on the show today talking to us about being single and ashamed. And what comes up when you're single and ashamed, especially since we just had Valentine's. There's a lot to discuss there. And where are we doing that? A wonderful chaos. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, baby, welcome to the show again. Well, today I'm Ronnie. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Ronnie. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to you. So this is kind of a funny show because uh, about a week ago, Bambos comes to me and he wants to have a discussion or he just says, let's talk about something. And he said he noticed a lot of shame coming up for him around being single and online dating. And there were a few things that came up that, that we'll talk about on the show. And, and then I said to him, listen, why don't we talk about this on the show? Mm, make him more shameful. I, I, I did. I didn't feel that. I just thought it would be a nice topic because if he's mm, feeling it, yeah, then there's got to be others that are also feeling it. So I, I, um, I, I said let's switch out because the topic today was supposed to be intellectual humility, and in place of intellectual humility, we switched it to single and ashamed. Mm-hmm. And then Bambos puts a little tricky dicky on me, and he says this morning, Andy, why don't I be the guest on the show? Instead of us sitting on the sofa. Interesting. So that means he has more to tell than to ask. That is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We can ask what what led to that change. But I had to go scrambling, call a few people. And then I thought, why not have you on? And we can discuss with him because you are actually really good at interviewing people. Really? I'm yeah. just uh, nodding and smiling? No, but you'll listen and then you always have, like every time before I go on a show, you'll always say, Andy, ask them this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and normally I like park that question for in the middle and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be the question I ask. Mm-hmm. Half the time I'll say Ronnie wants to know and other times I won't. Okay. But, um, but I thought mm. it was interesting because I told a few other people that we were going to do this topic. And then I heard those people have like that sigh of, oh, knowing that, wow, this is a bigger topic for more people. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh, in, in what sense? In the sense, that, like- in the sense that it was like, oh, like, oh, that's a heavy duty topic. Like, oh, oh really? wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I'm, I'm hearing more and more oh. like I made the assumption and we'll get into it with Bombos because that, that Online dating was so pervasive that in the meantime, if everyone says, yeah, we met on an, on an online dating app, that that was just the just normal. But yeah. apparently it's still not normal enough that people just think that that's just it's just OK. Just 
the way we do it today. That is very interesting because as an outsider in that sense, since I'm not dating anybody except for you, um, I always had the impression that everybody nowadays dating, they they find their dates online. I don't know anybody who actually still meets people in the way we did it yeah. uh, 15 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago, in a bar, at work, in a gym, and elsewhere. People just... But, but you remember stuff. that you were even ashamed because we met via not an online dating app, but just an online, and you actually didn't like us discussing it for the first few years. Well, back then, I was the only person I know who met people online. Okay. Well, even though it wasn't even a dating app, even though it was just like, I remember whenever we talked to people and say, how did you meet? It would always be like this little workaround. Yeah, like we yeah. couldn't just say, oh, we met uh, yeah. via some expat yes. website where people yeah. were just, uh, it was community yeah. building. Yeah. Like you'd always say, oh, but it wasn't a dating app. Like it was a really important for you to like make sure people knew it wasn't a dating app. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I do understand. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so... I think there's going to be a lot more to it than this, but at least this Mm. is a a precursor to some of the things I think we'll discuss. Let's bring him on. Hey, Bambos. (laughs) We're here to talk about shame and being single. And uh, and, when when you say that, yeah? Yeah. What was happening for me, I, I was like, wow, I caught myself living this secret life where I'm interacting with women online and I'm not really talking about it. And there, there comes a frustration with that because in a way I have been interacting with quite a lot of women. It feels like since I'm working with you, Andy, and also having had my last relationship, which was one of my biggest lessons, mm. I got so clear with myself that in a way, if I invite someone into my life, and not having a full yes, I c- moving forward, I know I can never blame them. And if I invite them saying yes to the whole package, knowing that it's not a full yes, then in a way I- I'm, I'm kind of going to relive my past cycle. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of said no to my behavior of inviting certain things into my life. and But as a consequence, I, I, I stay single, unfucked, <laughs> and not getting that deep yearning. And I use the word unfucked in a way because sometimes if I talk to a woman on the streets, it's like, oh, you're, you're, you come across as really confident. You, you must be doing this a lot. And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. And just to be clear, of course I want sex and so much more. But of course that level of um, being very straightforward just doesn't work for everyone Mm. and that's where i find myself in a lonely place because when i when i go online i've been on all the dating apps possible like spiritual singles fucking tinder uh uh, okay cupid and everyone writes i i value vulnerability honesty but once you give them the thing that they ask for it's like no yeah but of course, in a way, you might say, Bambos, you're filtering out stuff and you're saving yourself a lot of headache. But on another end, it's just uh, very frustrating, especially um, I made a video last week, which was the reason we're having the podcast, by the way, where I shared this frustration and that I've been hiding myself. Like it got to the point where I was like, hey, guys, listen up. I'm single. I'm in your network. If you know any women that are like, I I wanted to make a post where I'm inviting women in, but at the same time, I felt insecure about doing that because in a way I might be attracting energy that I, that I just don't want. So it it felt a bit double for me. There's, there's so many pieces that I want to like take a few steps back, right? Like even till today, you've never really owned that you're on the dating apps in our contact. Until a few weeks ago, Andy. Yeah, but even then, it's so, it's like, let me say it, but not share the shame that's connected to it. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like, oh, I got away with saying it now, so I don't have to feel shameful because now I've said it. Well, the purpose of me making that video last week was also to stop hiding. Yeah, okay, but uh, sorry, I didn't, I, I wanted to follow that up with, so what was underlying that? So what was the, 
What was going on inside of you? That I, made I've, I've always had an identity that I never needed to go online. And I, and I always met women on the streets or in a club or in a yoga place. So my sense of identity was always, I've got the balls to do what most men can't do. And all of a sudden, I, I'm, become, I, I'm being the thing that I was judging all this time. Wow. Fuck, I'm going to be online. Oh, I'm, I'm messaging women on Facebook even, like doing things which I never thought I would, I would be doing. What would, have, what would have, or still may linger, what would have been the story you had about somebody that needed to go to an online dating site to get a, a date? Like what would have been, what's the narrative in your head? What, or what was it? I projected that most people that go online are actually using online platforms to hide who they truly are by by presenting themselves in a certain way. And that's the thing that I always felt um, judgmental towards. Mm. Mm, interesting. And, and, I, and, I, and I have to say, I, I felt sick to my stomach at the idea of doing this podcast. Like I cried several times today because I, I, I feel I'm one of the, one of my intentions of doing this podcast was also, um, I don't want to live in the shadows anymore. And I think, I think in a way I, I just, I just don't want to hide anymore. Yeah. It, it's, and, and the hiding also comes from, uh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be able to handle this and, mm. And uh, it hurts. It just hurts. And I, and I also knew that there's more people out there suffering. And I don't want to be part of that silence anymore. Mm. As a man, as a sexual being, as I, and I don't want to apologize for how I stand in the world. And I feel by keeping silent, I'm... I'm also contributing to that fucking thing that I don't want to be part of. That's why I made the video. And then I, and then when you said, let's do the podcast, I thought, yeah, let's do it. I knew I would cry because it's not an easy subject for me. Mm. And yet I don't. Thanks to you, of course. Uh, like I always go back to the wounded healer, the, when you promised yourself not to suppress any emotions, um, this has been a, a great inspiration for me to not, to say no more to suppressing and hiding mm. so I can live more free. Yeah. Bambos, uh, when you said you're hiding, it is actually a lot of it is hiding from yourself in a sense, right? I mean, I'm, I'm an outsider and I'm just observing things and, you know, dating online. I know a lot of people doing it. So, you know, that's perhaps the other perspective that I thought everybody is doing. That's that's how people do it nowadays. You know, the, the new generation, the, the technological era where we are. So um, even this topic, it's... Uh, I, I would say I was hiding the pain of being a single man. And not being able to invite a woman of with the qualities that I so deeply desire. And I've been hiding, uh, talking to three to five women every week. I do get a lot of no's, but I also say a lot of no's, especially when the conditions are not there. Um, and I'm not saying no to the person. I'm saying no to behaviors. or So I'm hiding the fact that I, I am... I'm cool with being single. I'm not cool with being single. Okay, that's what you meant. Yeah, because when you when you just said about, you know, you're hiding the fact that you're seeing three, four, five women in a week, I thought that's something to celebrate, right? That's Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, but I guess some others, you, you know. You, you would celebrate that if you if you de derive your identity out of having. Oh, I'm getting a lot of dates, but yeah, but true. also in the past it was easier because you would go, I would go out. Mm -hmm. I, if I go to a retreat, you're bound to meet the people that share the same values, and of course now it's 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 more random. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, the, the, what I find interesting is that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've taken a good part of your journey with you. And I remember you were very identified with the joy that you got from walking down the street and being able to chat up women and have that kind of fun experiment. It was almost like, almost like a fisherman with his pole in the water. And he just, every, every day I catch a fish. So in a way there was something that was really like, fun and joyous for you in that. And then I noticed or saw, we discussed it, of course, that you said, I'm not going to be that anymore because yeah. you saw it as an addictive kind of behavior in yourself. So, I mean, an auto, an auto response. It wasn't conscious. I, I was also having a lot of sex back then. And when you met me in that space, I was scared of having a relationship. So I was hiding behind having several women because in that respect, you can never get rejected if someone will walk away, then you always had comfort. So that was the kind of life I was living, right? And mm -hmm. as soon as I recognized that I was avoiding deep intimacy, I said no to to that addiction because it wasn't serving anymore. So in your journey, you said no to that. And then you, I also know you, you had that period of almost a, a year plus of celibacy. Yeah. And so, and, and I know you to be quite dramatic in your decisions. You don't just say, you know, you just say, I'm going celibate. You don't say for a time period, you just say, I'm just going to go celibate. And then cold turkey, just cold turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As if, as if it's like smoking, I'm just going to stop smoking. And, and, but now it's almost like now what I'm often seen in myself is when I suppress something, it often comes back. It's like a, it's the ping pong going back and forth. Pendulum. The pendulum. Thank yeah. you. So the pendulum swinging back and forth. So I'm curious, is that, do you see a degree of that in your life where you're, you say, I, I'm not going to do this. And then you do it again. And then you judge yourself for doing the thing that you, 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 you thought, because I know I'm mumbling a bit, but in the identity of you saying, Andy, I don't want to be that guy. Then all of a sudden, that's when I notice I have struggle in myself. If I don't want to be someone, then that's when I start to feel the drag in my system. That's why Ronnie will laugh and say, you have no shame. And I think, not having shame for me means being okay with everything that I am. I mean, knowing that if I don't celebrate it, then I'm going to have a drag in my system. So it's a long question. I'm not sure if you even, um, if it kind of landed, but how is that for you? Can you simplify the question? Do you feel that there's a pendulum in you that you go from extreme to extreme and you don't necessarily know how to find a middle? Yet. Yet. Yeah. Um, I would say that, to the, to the degree that I can feel into what you're saying, the, there was a pendulum, but I don't experience that I'm in a pendulum in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like where I am right now is me knowing what I want and not compromising it. And the price of not compromising means that I am single. Yeah. And when you say, when you say, I know what I don't want, um, you know, if I look at Ronnie and my relationship, if I said clearly my, the woman I'm with has to have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, we probably wouldn't be together. Hmm. Yeah. So when I'm saying, uh, I know what I don't want, it is there, there's certain behaviors out there that I can say very, very clear no to. Okay. But that isn't so broad that you've made it almost impossible for you to find someone that you could actually get to know. Um, She's no. not like, it's not like five foot two, um, black hair. No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, physicality is very important and I don't want to underestimate uh, physicality. But there's also, um, I mean, if a woman is taller than me, I, I tend to joke, oh, more woman from me. Uh -huh. But, uh, but. In general, it's it's it has to do more with like personal hygiene. You know that I'm a I'm very personal hygiene, and I look after myself. I'm fit. Uh, 
um, I can I can never promise to love someone for the rest of my life if I see them going down the road where they're becoming obese and not loving themselves and not caring anymore. So, so there, there, there is a standard there that I live by. And I also want to invite that a certain level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and I do love the dynamics between the two of you, because in a way you are completely different and yet it fucking works because you've just um, accepted and there's a full acceptance of each other's qualities without needing the other person to be more or less than what they are. I take that also. Like if I can't fully accept someone, then it's a no. Because there is no love when you don't accept someone fully. I think yesterday, Andy, when we take a walk, we were talking about this term that I thought was, I think I came up with the term and I'm quite proud of it. So I'm going to repeat it. It's uh, emotional self-sufficiency. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you're happy, just with yourself, you don't need anybody to make you feel certain emotions. Mm -hmm. So then your partner is always a bonus. So you always like and appreciate them because it's yeah. almost like an addition to where you already are. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and that requires what you said about full acceptance. Mm -hmm. I, th I think in general, I mean, I, I've, I have been speaking to female friends of mine and there was one specifically and she asked, why are we not physical together? Because we, we do get sometimes massages and the, the per, the reason was, and I, and I shared it with, it was really vulnerable. It's like, we don't share, like I'm, I'm an extremely clean person and personal grooming is important to me. And, and you're like, and when I said it with a lot of care because in a way I wasn't saying that there was something wrong with that. Yeah. But I, I, I know that if I'm in a relationship with, with her, I would want to change that in her. And I don't want to be the cause to change someone that yeah. I really, I really want them to do that for themselves and not be, it just does, it will never work. And, and I've had that also with my, my last relationship where, um, my partner would not take care of the house. And then if I would be gone for two weeks, we got mice. Yeah. Okay. And that is not a way I want to live. Mm -hmm. mm. When just going back to that straight, what did she say when you said, I'm sorry, it's not going to go anywhere because well, you're not clean. Well, we, we, I was surprised that I was really happy that she didn't take it personally. And wow. uh, she kind of laughed it. But for sure, there's attraction between us. It's just not the conditions are not there. I got it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I do have that quite often with women that not all things are there. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be that, like, I won't also put, put it also on me. Like, sometimes I'm just fucking intense. Sure. And in, in the past, I would tone my intensity down and, and I'd speak in a way that would make them feel safe. And I noticed. I'm turning down my light to accommodate someone and I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Like someone said to me, I'm hesitating meeting you. And I'm like, listen to your hesitation. Then I'm yeah. like, there's nothing I can say to make them come to me or I could, but I don't want to do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. No okay. convincing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Because, mm. um, you know, I can imagine a woman say, well, I'm hesitating meeting you as, as part of the, uh, the dance, you know, like the the mating dance, you know. Yeah. I, I I want you, but I don't want you. I want you to come. You come, oh. I go, but I come. So. And I would I would say that's very true. And in this case, for example, it was because I could feel that she's been hurt, and I, I would never want to heal someone. So in a way, I didn't make it easy for her to say yes. Yeah. Because I want her to stand in her power when she says yes, and not because. I created so much comfort that she can say yes to. And then all of a sudden I'm in a, in a connection with someone where they keep running away because it's too much and I have to bring them back again. That's, that's not how I live. Like yeah. in a way, if you ask me what I want, I, I, I want a fucking queen by my side that stands in her power. She can be very feminine. She can cut my balls off. If I'm not in alignment, I can surrender and I can also be in my masculine 
and we want to be together and we want to be together is so key for me in the past it will be i fucking need someone because i'm lonely and now it's it's more like i deeply yearn in the deepest part of my heart to have someone share this life with and in the past i would need to fix something in myself before i would do that and i don't need that anymore i'm speaking these words and i really feel them and it's really thanks to you too and and of course the the time that i share with andy a lot that i've come to this conclusion in my life Mm. and there has been a time in my life where i would just say yes to everything just because it was easy yeah yeah i can imagine what you said about this yearn of having someone to to share your your life with just um uh i was just wondering whether you consider that to be has it to be a queen for you your queen or can it be other things you know people maybe not just one person but people you share your life with well right now i i do have friends that satisfy skin hunger in exchanging a massage or just a hug it's so important now with covid i can't go out and hug people anymore because that's how i coped with not having intimacy or sexuality during my celibacy mm-hmm. um, and i use the word coat because i need i really discovered that i needed it and and i just see it also me asking for that is really an act of self-love mm. just picking up the phone and saying hey i need a hug right now or do you mind coming over and giving me a massage or whatever and i'm happy i can have that without needing it to be more yeah yeah There are some comments coming in. It would be nice maybe to, to, to talk or to mm-hmm. bring in. Raul, who you know is quite practical, says, one thing got confirmed already, skip the sex and life gets a lot easier. <laughs> That does not surprise me, Raul. <laughs> Bola Long says, Bambos, you are so particular. I initially thought you were gay. I am. Yes, you are. Are you ready to come out on this show? Can this be your your coming out show? I, I'm also gay, Bulelang. Oh, nice. <laughs> And Jessica has a bit of a, dar- a, 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 a longer one. Living according to a standard s- sounds not compassionate to yourself. Being fit, working for that, etc., is one thing. But let that be the standard and putting that higher than the connection sounds harsh towards her and yourself keeping standards seems contradicting love connection compassion etc that's interesting yeah i could see why she would say that but in my body what i shared feels very much in alignment and Uh i'm sure sure there's a man that would fit exactly uh jessica's uh ideals Uh but but for me i've compromised myself in the past so much that I've never allowed myself to stand fully in my power to the point where it hurts. Okay. And then so, let that be the way the person meets you. And then your foundation is strong because there's no surprises three, six months down the road. Exactly. And in, in, a, in a way, I like to hold myself firmly in this moment. And of course, In a relationship, there's always going to be some level of compromise. But initially, I never want to compromise. I want the compromise to, I see it as a melting together. And and, okay. it's, and it's coming from both of us being in our power and that we love each other so much that to, to some degree, it's not even, the word compromise doesn't even feel good yeah. anymore. It's just yeah. like a meeting b- yeah. because... The foundation is love. Yeah. Uh, I have to kind of also crunch my head and my heart a bit, but I imagine I am, uh, the ideals is kind of the criteria that you have. I want my partner to be A, B, C, D uh, instead of uh, oh. you meet someone and the chemistry just works. Love grows through the friendship, through the interaction mm. that you have, maybe not initiated as a as a necessarily a the relationship but it kind of grows and then you don't think about ideals anymore because you find yourself actually being with that person and enjoying the mm. time with that person 
then you don't think about ideals or criteria. I'd love to follow up from there, Bambos, if I may, Ryan. Yeah. Is that it, on the show, we'll often talk about going away from something or going to something. Hmm. And when I see you talking about the individual, about the, 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 the woman, let's say, there, there is in my sense, and I guess that's what, what I hear Jessica reacted to and what I now hear Ronnie also getting slightly triggered by, is that it still has to do with the other. And, and it's interesting because I think, oh, yeah, in my life, how I, how I see I've solved a lot of these issues for myself is that, oh, I get to establish what I want in my life. And that might be a lonely place because someone might not be able to meet me there, but it doesn't have to do with the other. Yeah. So in some ways, when you speak about it, it very well might be that that's really what you're saying. But still, we draw in the other. And, and by doing that, it sounds a little bit harsh. That's that's what I, uh, I hear in myself. At least that's what I'm taking away from um, from mm-hmm. interpreting what Jessica is, is, is uh, said. And I think, is that true for you as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it would sound like this. I don't, I'm not going to compromise anymore. I feel like whoever's going to meet me is going to feel my strength, understand what I'm all about and love being with me. And there'll be someone that finds me and loves me there. And until that happens, I'll just let it, let it unfold. Yeah. And that's the all about me and not about them. The other side is where it's like, she must, she has to fulfill these. And if she doesn't, then she doesn't belong. That's, pushing away the the woman as opposed to inviting someone to join you and how you want to live and be in the world. It's a very different energy I found, at least for me. Yeah, it's like uh, instead of a filter, because Bombos, I think you used the word filter as well at the beginning. Instead of filter, it's probably, uh, I imagine, I visualize it as you're being a magnet and that there are people coming. Some will fall off, some will stay, and uh, some will have that kind of chemistry that just Somehow you guys are stick hmm. to, you, you're stuck together happily. Yeah. We talked about um, this on our show, by the way, the leadership yeah. management show. The leadership is visioning out where you want to be and how you want to be in the world and inviting people to join you there. And the manager is making sure no one gets in your way of not getting there. <laughs> and not that not that either one or both are not also simultaneously important. But if you're dominant on one or the other, then it tends to bleed into um, into how you and what you attract in your life. Yeah. If you don't want a type of woman, I guarantee you that's going to be the type of woman that shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's possible that you're right then, because in a way, I, I do see that I attract um, women who are not in alignment. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. How is that? <laughs> that's how that's how I've seen it work, right? When I put out an energy into the world, strangely, in the, in the management energy, it tends to be things I have to manage against. I have right. to make sure this doesn't happen. Where if I say, like, if you put in your, like, you, you and I, we, we've never gone into your profile, right, to see how you've positioned yourself, right? But it would be great to some point look at that profile and just discuss how are you visioning out what you want and then who, what type of person would be attracted to that kind of profile. I would think that some uh, source, some online dating would do that, right? Uh, going back to you know the topic of today, uh, single and shame, and we connect. Oh, this. That, that, that was not really the topic of today. Oh, the topic okay. of today was just shame and single. I would say. Oh yes, yes, um, single. The, oh, yeah, because the identity that you mentioned, Gis, yeah. you had the idea that people who. Uh, I put it to the extreme. Yeah, people who use online dating uh, apps, they are kind of, they are superficial and they're fake and they're probably desperate. They cannot meet people in a normal way. But another another narrative is that these people are probably, they have a great life. They're just too busy. They're busy to find people, but they need someone. They would like to have someone in their life. So they kind of outsource that into an app or into a dating site have that help them find the, 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 the people who potentially can match, you know? Yeah. I would say it depends on the context. I, I didn't mean to make it absolute what I should, but that, that was in general, my judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't feel in general that you're totally at peace with this. I'm single thing. Why? I, was it the idea that on the show, I, I find peace no, no, no. But I wanted to ask around that. 
like like what are things that are still open for you? What what do you feel like if I if I was able to make peace with that, I could make peace with the fact that I might be single the rest of my life and it's okay. Well, in a way, like doing this show and talking about it is is part of my step to find that peace in myself. I would say, like I, I, I like doing it and talking about it was for me a first step, and then um, what, whatever. Like in my mind's eye, I always judge myself through other people's eyes when it comes to this. Because as a man, I've always been like the statement, oh, you're only after sex uh, kind of hits me sometimes. And, and I'm not fully at peace because I don't feel seen in that space. So I. I um, and what do you mean? I don't feel seen in that space. What, 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 how would you be seen? That there's so much more than just sex. And yes, oh. sex is really important. I am a sexual human being and it's important for me t- as well as, and it's an, and it's not just that. Uh-huh. But what would be the problem if it was just that, like, what's your identity that says, I don't want to be seen as that. Like, what well, because, that? because I've lived that life and I identified that, or I connected in the time where I was very, um, avoiding intimacy. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Th- th- there is, there is one thing I, if the heart is not connected to the sexual act, I can't say I'm interested anymore. Yeah. Like as a consequence, like, like even saying the words I want and desire love, like I feel my whole heart uh, contracting. What do you see when you say contracting? What's going on inside of you when you say that? No, just, just that there's a contraction in, in my chest. Mm. To acknowledge that. Ah, to acknowledge it. To acknowledge that you want to be loved. Just love. Mm -hmm. Mm. And everything that you might attach to that word. It feels like I'm skating around something really big that isn't really outspoken. And I don't know what that big thing is yet. Mm. Because in some ways I hear it and then I don't know. I, I understand we say love, but what is it you're longing for? Like, what is it? So I would say I want to trust your intuition where you ask me a question without thinking what the question is because that the question you just asked doesn't land doesn't in connect, doesn't land in you yeah so what is it that I'm not seeing I notice I really need to think to okay. find but maybe I just have to also answer the question and see what comes up. Yeah. What you're not seeing is me seeing myself as weak for wanting love. Ah. Mm. Mm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're strong because you don't need love. You don't need anything from anybody. Yeah. I've I've always identified as self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the part of me that needs to die. Yeah. So if you were to do like one of the and it's fucking greats, what would be the strongest statement you'd say to the and it's fucking great? Hmm. I'm not worthy of love and it's fucking great. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not worthy of being loved and it's fucking great. Is there anything, is there something stronger? No, I, I'm just with you. I'm when you speak, I feel myself and I can feel myself, my stomach move. And so I connect with the, 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 the same feelings in myself as you speak. Mm. Yeah. I'm not worthy of love and it's fucking great. Yeah. It's very hard to say so though. And totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the statement. I didn't fully believe it until I gave some space for it. Mm. <sighs> Ralph Lewis says something interesting. I'm not sure what the B before means, but... There's an A part before. Oh, is there an A part? I didn't see the A part. Um, he says, not... Oh, Bambos, maybe. B, oh, Bambos, yeah. Not a part that needs to die, a part that needs your unconditional love. Mm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. To even love the part of me that doesn't find acceptance. Yeah. Very well put. Mm. I feel a lot of sadness right now. Yeah. You know, um, as we've spent time together through the years, and um, I feel how you process these sort of uh, experiences, it, 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 I really connect to that time when you were dr uh, the, in, in the drug addiction phase of your life, that 10 years. And in, in some weird way now, when we discuss, you know, overcoming the addiction, I often see that sometimes the addictions become different addictions or healthier addictions, but they are addictive behaviors like picking up the woman and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and filling up the hole of the, what you used to fill with, with drugs, with more of a, an upbeat, crazy, let's, ha let's talk to everyone on the street sort of feeling. Right. Yeah. And, and what I've seen now is like a slowing down to let the voice that you've tried to cover up all those years finally be present. And I see it's not easy. Mm. <sighs> and when Ralph Lewis writes, um, you know, how capable are you to love that? And, and, and it's interesting because if you think about it, everything that you're not able to love is why you were turning, of course, to the drugs or why you were chasing the women to fill the hole. Yeah. And the question is how, how, how willing are you to start loving the part of yourself that you've judged for all these years? Yeah. That part of you that you've been hiding. Now well, you have a bit more quietness. They start to come up maybe one by one and showing it in front of your face and saying, Love me too. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I'm part of you. Well, I guess um I guess doing this show is as far as I'm concerned an act of love. Mm. Um, yeah. Like in a way I, I really uh, felt sick to my stomach coming online to do this. Yeah. And uh, my intuition was saying this is going to be really good for you. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I've told you when I lived in Vienna, neither of you would have liked me because... I was very egoic in the sense that I was the director of the computer company and I every day was planned out because I couldn't have any time alone. Yeah. I was on the phone incessantly. I remember my phone bill was over a thousand a thousand euros a month. And when the CEO called me into the office and he said, You gotta bring it down, I said, Bring me into the office when it's under a thousand because I'm doing my job, you know? It's just this very arrogant and un unrounded uh, being. And I saw I was covering up the fear of loneliness and myself. Mm. And, uh, and it took me a long time with the help of case, my mentor to allow the depth of the pain to be loved because I noticed that if someone tried to push me to the pain, I'd be very defensive and a bit aggressive towards them. Like get away from me. Who are you 
to put yourself as a very, I needed to be around very, very loving people that created so much space for me that I could sort of slowly but surely come to meet them because the little kid in me was not able to accept love. And you even see it still till today. Hmm. Someone compliments me on the books. It's always like another level of how do I embrace this and, and, and feel the real love behind it. So when you speak, I, I feel very sim- I can I can uh, I can feel it in my own journey of how hard it was for me to quiet the voices in my head and sit with just the just the feeling of aloneness that was underneath everything I was doing to cover it up and mask it. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Ralph also makes a statement where he says, I'm not worthy of love as a false belief. That's uh, clear to all of us. It, we, we use the statement in order to make it clear that it is a false belief by saying that it's fucking great. So I'm not worthy of love is not trying to create the statements, acknowledging that the feeling is there and then twisting it on its head. Yeah. Read the wounded healer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah and i and i also saw since we're back um like in the in the two months that you were gone and we didn't have the show i really had to uh like i had all this time Mm. uh, it, it just wasn't easy yeah and um full stop yeah ralph also adds in doing this particular show you are giving yourself love and you're sharing your love with everyone who also resonates with your feelings me included with the heart yeah yeah I think I think when we're doing our shows at the end, I'm not fully present because I have a lot of things going on for myself, and, and it is because I haven't been talking about this part of myself, um, which prevents me from being fully present in the shows. Mm. So, so we can start talking about your dating life on the show, just in general. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> like like the whole purpose of our show is to talk about everything it is isn't Mm. it yeah 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 Yeah, there's one thing that i it's interesting and it goes a little bit to ralph's um ralph's statement is sometimes i'll be conscious where i feel like you put yourself in situations right where i i'm always I would say worried, that would be the word I'd use, that you're not loving yourself through the process. It's almost like when you go into the cold baths in, in Amsterdam, putting yourself in this extreme, extreme cold position. like, I need to be in an extreme, extreme situation in order to feel. And in a way, um, I really want you to know that there, there's a degree to which your um, dedication to taking risks like doing this show is something that I, I live in admiration of, of you. Because you really do take risks that I think, wow, um, I didn't even know how challenging this show would be for you. I had no clue. Yeah. It touches me to receive that. Thank you. It's really brave. Yeah. Be the thing you want to see more in the world, right? Yeah. If you were to look just in general, because there's there's this, we're over the hour, but I'd, I'd still like to stay with just one. If you look at the essence of the love that you were missing, right, in, in, in our call and in, in the talk, then where where would you say like that's like stem from in your life? I can't connect to your question. 
When I was um, when I was a kid, dad was always abusive. He never really saw me. Hmm. And so my whole life, I always felt like I, I was unseen. Like no matter how much I did, I wouldn't be seen. And yeah. it was always hard for me because it manifested in my adult life that I would do things over the top that were far more than required only so I could get the recognition that I longed for that I didn't receive as a kid. And so I wonder to myself, in, when, I, when we talk about you and this longing for love, is there a moment you're like, yeah, and, and, and for me, this is really where I see it, the, the heart of where it began in my own life. <sighs> you just had to <laughs> you just had to drop the mic before we end up. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Um, we'll... <laughs> it was the it was the Facebook post that I shared actually um, a few a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't when Dad was abusive. Well, it wasn't when my parents were abusive. It it was that moment where. I'm 15 and I woke up in the morning. I knew my dad was leaving for Africa and uh, I just knew I wasn't going to see him again. Mm. It was, Wow, it's really difficult to talk about. I knew I wasn't going to see him again. And uh, I remember begging him to not go. And my sister uh, kind of walked me to the school. And funny enough, the school was... Uh, next door to my house so it was very easy to walk me to the gate and <sighs> I just remember that morning uh, some something really shifted for me And I guess it was really painful that I, I numbed myself. Mm. So yeah, that was, that was the moment. Mm. It's so funny writing the post I cried but even speaking it out loud on this podcast uh, and really speaking as my body kind of reliving it mm. and, and I guess it's never really going to go away because it's just part of me and it's just about me allowing this to also be there yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I and I don't know if if in two weeks through talking with you and reflecting maybe that changes, but at least that's how I experience it right now. I'd also take uh take a note in my own experience from Ralph and that the one thing that I noticed in my own journey is the thing that I couldn't give myself was the thing that I needed to start to love. And in a weird way, loving the younger version of me 
that suffering Andy, the giving him the love as if I was the father and the child simultaneously mm -hmm. has certainly been part of my healing, my healing, <laughs> that poor little boy yeah. and not in, in loving him and giving him that unconditional love. I've found that that's been a big, a big part of my, my healing process. Yeah. 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 Someone coming up for you? Yeah, but that's uh that's off topic, so Okay. Is it? <laughs> okay, let's stop there. You are <laughs> the one being interviewed. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> This is Ronnie's way of making sure to, to make sure we're gonna end this episode before yes. it might get something that touches me too too close. <laughs> it's that that felt really juicy. <laughs> well invite me next time then um yeah 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 so and ralph lewis is confirmed absolutely andy same here yeah i think there's a a, a a if you look at jessica and ralph and myself included i i'll often point at you in, in in judgment right i'll own it that oh you're not as loving to yourself as i'd like to see you um mm. and uh and i found that it's in loving me and sort of loving the parts of me that always felt hard to love that I've been able to heal. Yeah. Not, not slavishly putting them under duress, you know, but really just saying, Oh, there's that soft part of me that, that, that pathetic part of me. And in a way, Ronnie has really served me there because she sees that part of me and she loves that for me when I can't love it myself. Mm. Wow. And that's hard to say. I hear myself say it. It really feels beautiful when I say that. Yeah. And that way Ronnie knows me better than I know myself at those in those moments. Yeah. So when I can't unconditionally love it, then Ronnie will unconditionally love it for me so that I can feel closer to it, even if I can't fully connect to it. Yeah. So, Bambos, I leave you with the last question from Bolalang. First question he asked us, how does it feel to be a guest and having to set up on the receiving end? It was my choice. And I already expressed in the beginning that I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah, but I, that was the more specific. But you're normally on the sofa next to me where Ronnie's sitting. So how is it for you now to experience it on the other side? I can't answer right now. I, I uh, okay. Oh, okay. See, this end, it's time to... <laughs> no, um, it, 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 it's really there's so much emotion moving through me that if I, yeah. if I start to go into my head to answer a question... Oh, got it. You're really I, still there. I'm moving yeah. away from whatever emotion's there and I... Well, thank you for holding that. My apologies for taking you away. I'll blame it on Bolalon. No, but I feel great. <laughs> I feel grateful for uh, having spent this time with both of you. As you both know, you're very dear to me. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. And hopefully, we can love that part of you that you may have difficulty at the beginning to love, at least um, yourself. So, thank you for sharing. Thank you. thank you for sharing. For all the other people out there that actually are in the same position, thank you for giving them a, a chance to hear your uh, your experience of the world, because obviously as a wounded healer, it will give them, them a chance to also learn and grow from it. So thank you. Yeah. I'll see you on the sofa tomorrow. You will. Yes. Till Bye. tomorrow. Bye. 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 Hey, babe. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, you. Yeah. Yeah. How was the show for you? It's, uh, good hmm? yeah it's uh strangely i feel like um let's end the show now because I've, I've got so much to to share all the revelations that i got also during the show but um i guess i'm we'll discuss it afterwards <laughs> talking sharing with the whole world oh but, is that right uh yeah the you know it's a very universal feeling yeah. right yearning for love and judging ourselves for wanting it for wanting it and not feeling like we deserve it yeah yeah 
and wonder sometimes uh, what is wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. So. So thank Bombos for sharing that and giving other people a chance mm-hmm. to sure. hear his version of that story in his in his life. Yeah. Then we will have another show. I don't know what the lineup is, but we do this every day at 5 p.m. Central European time, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. But you won't be next to me tomorrow. You never know. (laughs) It's true. We've done that before. You guys might be lucky and see me again tomorrow. Till next time on A Wonderful Wonderful Chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.